if you cannot receive a three, four, five dollar coffee, like holy fuck, how do you expect to receive a pay rise, more clients, like the income you want? How do you expect to receive love? Like how Mm. we do one thing is how we do all. And by putting that guard up, by having to be like, no, I can pay for myself. Like I have enough money. I've got this. I'll pay for you. You're never going to receive all of the things you want, all of your desires, all of your goals. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Aligned Performance Podcast, the podcast that deep dives beyond the daily hustle and explores how you can achieve your greatest potential with purpose so that you can thrive at the highest level possible and use your power to contribute to a better world. My name is Trang, your host for the show, and by way of background, I am a qualified physiotherapist running and strength and conditioning coach, mainly focusing on that physical sports coaching for many years. Over the last few years, I have expanded what I do to incorporate the pillars of the mind and the heart as well. So becoming a more broad and comprehensive performance and mindset coach, because I believe for someone to truly thrive at the highest level, they need to have all three pillars developed so that they can step up to the highest version of themselves so that they can actually transform who they are and their inner world at the deepest level and step up in all areas of their life whether it's their training their nutrition their career their mindset their relationships and essentially step up and thrive as a human being now if you are a returning listener to the show then welcome back it is So wonderful to have you join me again. And if you are new to the show, then welcome. It's so beautiful to have you here. Thank you for taking the time out of your day and choosing to tune into the podcast. Today's episode is one that I am so ready to share with you all. Today is a guest episode, as you would have seen, with a dear friend of mine, health and mindset coach, Georgia Simicek. Now, Georgia and I have done a lot of work together. We've known each other for a while and have seen each other grow and evolve so much, which is why today's episode is perfect because I have seen Georgia absolutely grow into this and embody the masculine and feminine energy at the highest level for her to thrive as a human being, which is today's topic, masculine and feminine energy. So Georgia will explain in detail what masculine and feminine energy is. But for those of you who have never heard of this, a brief overview of masculine and feminine energy is that these are the two different types of energies that will exist in All of us, no matter our gender, no matter who we are, all of us have masculine energy within us and feminine energy within us. They are two parts that join together and create a whole thriving human being. Think of yin and yang. They're two opposites, but they come together and they create that full circle. And masculine and feminine energy are different types of energies that influence how we show up 
how we think and what we do. And we need both types of energies if we want to achieve our greatest potential and truly thrive in our lives. So in today's episode, Georgia is going to cover what masculine and feminine energy is. She's going to actually talk about what energy is to start with because we're not talking about ATP here. We're talking about the energy that exists within us and influences how we how we show up and what we put out into the world and what we receive in return. Georgia is also going to talk about the polarity in energy, which energy is actually the dominant one in society, what it means to emasculate someone, why it's actually not a good thing to be like, I'm a strong, independent woman who needs no man. How to become more aware of your energy and what you can do to heal and to develop both your masculine and feminine energy, depending on where you are at. This is such a powerful episode. This is something that when I first started learning about this, it seemed a little bit woo-woo and it seemed a little bit, um, it just seems a little bit, you know, unnecessary. But after going through the inner work and realizing the power of awareness of these energies and actually putting in place and embodying both energies to its full power, I've, I've realized that this is an essential. It's something that is so crucial for you to be aware of if you want to truly achieve high performance, if you truly want to thrive in all aspects of your life. So let's get into it. I'm not going to delay this anymore. Here is my conversation with health and mindset coach Georgia Simicek on feminine and masculine energy. Welcome to the Aligned Performance Podcast, Georgia Simicek. It's so wonderful to be sitting here with you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be on here. I am so ready to have this chat because I think this is like we've known each other for how long now? Maybe just under two years, I believe. Yeah. But it feels like it's five times longer than that because mm-hmm. of the journey that I've seen you go on and myself as well. Like we have both grown and evolved so much in such a short amount of time, which mm-hmm. means that this conversation is perfect to be having because you have truly embodied and become what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to share your journey with the listeners and to inspire them and show them how to do it as well. Mm, yeah, it's so funny sitting here talking to you because it's like talking to you years ago, two years ago, one year ago, completely different people. And just like being on this podcast right now, it's like, yeah, it's so different, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. That's that's the case. So let's let's start off by giving the listeners a bit of an idea about who you are. So do you want to start off, Georgia, by sharing who you are? and what you do in the best way possible. I know it's not I know it's not very easy to explain in simple words. Yeah. I love the separation of them as well. I think it's so important to be who you are and then have the business on top of that and not be the business. So I I'm Georgia. <laughs> I am changing all the time. It's really challenging to say exactly who I am because it's 
ever evolving. It's always peeling back layers, always changing in the most beautiful way. But yeah, I'm a very strong, fiery person who's also very gentle and very soft. And yeah, I just love all things, just nature, connecting, connecting with myself, very intuitive person. And yeah, that's really evolved over time. And that leads into my business. So I'm a health and mindset coach, although I don't even like saying that because it sounds very surface level. So as I've evolved, my business has deeply evolved and my business has now evolved to really diving deep into the root problem of everything. A lot of women come to me with a poor relationship with food, poor relationship with themselves, lots of yeah intrusive thoughts and just a lot of women don't actually know what's going on. They're very disconnected from themselves. So it's diving so deep into their emotions, diving so deep into parts of them they've never seen before, allowing them to realize parts of them they've never seen before so they can unlock their full potential. So it's stepping into that power within them so they can step into power within food, their relationships, their body. It affects affects everything. Mm, yeah so you're working with women at the deepest core level mm. and helping them transform yeah who they are and then that will manifest and that will show up in all the different areas yeah 100 percent. especially like nutrition training I started off as a PT and now I've evolved into a full online coach where I do all of that mindset deep diving work now but it's like you realize that food training so many women look to nutrition to get a certain body image to put their happiness into that to feel a certain way it's not until you dive deep and see those parts of you and start healing those parts of you does that actually change yeah yeah agreed that's why I find it so challenging to describe like even what I do or the journey of potential as well because you know labels they are so niche like they're so focused on just one aspect or one branch of mm. what both of us do um, but I think getting to the core and actually addressing the the person and deep down what's what's mirroring or causing the mirroring of their entire external reality back to them that is treating the true mm. problem Mm, yeah and it's like triggering the fuck out of people like it's really (laughs) uncomfortable to sit into that and it's really uncomfortable to have that awareness but that's what separates so many people is like those who are willing to get uncomfortable those who are willing to do the work reap those massive results they can change their whole entire reality whereas so much of the population doesn't even want to see those parts but that's what causes the growth yeah there's always going to be the storm, but on the other side of that, mm. the rainbow will always come out. Yeah, 100%. So speaking of triggering uh, triggering people so that they can get transformations, how many times have you cried this month alone, Georgia? <laughs> so much, so yeah. much. And that's the beautiful thing. It's like everyone thinks evolving and levelling up is just sunshine and rainbows and it's just like a beautiful thing, but it's like to level up, I've had such massive growth, like full quantum leaps in my growth in everything lately. And you just honestly can't get them without feeling into everything. If I hadn't, I've felt more pain in this past month, more sadness, more hurt, more guilt than I probably have in like two years combined. And that's like shocking to me because it's like, 
I mean, you've seen me, like we've done the work, we've been doing the work. I mean, it never kind of ends, but it's like, wow, I shouldn't be feeling this much. I shouldn't have this much inside of me, but releasing that and allowing myself to feel that has gotten me to this exact moment now has allowed me to embody what I have. Mm, Beautiful. And absolutely. I've like, that's what I meant before about saying we've known each other for just under two years, but I feel like I've known you and I know you at a deeper level than so many other people who I've known for a longer amount of time, because we have been also just for anyone who doesn't know, like we are part of the same mentoring group. So every time we catch up, which is generally once a week on average, we open up and we share the deepest parts of ourselves. We, we become, we are, we are vulnerable and we show all the different aspects of who we are. And that ties in perfectly with what we're going to be talking about today, the masculine and the feminine energy, because over the last two years, I know that both of us, especially you, Georgia, have really been able to go on a journey with becoming aware of these energies and actually embodying the the different energies to the best or to the most resourceful way in our lives. And that seems to be the woo-woo stuff. That seems to be cool, you know. Well, what does that mean? Well, it's been pretty clear that it's shown up in your relationships. Like you've been thriving in your relationships, your Mm -hmm. business, your Mm -hmm. friendships, like in all the different aspects, your success, but you also your levels of fulfillment and love and joy in life. That mm-hmm. is the result of what we're going to be talking about today, you know, masculine mm-hmm. and feminine energy. So let's get into it. But mm-hmm. before we even talk about what masculine and feminine energy is, because this may be new to some people, I think it's actually worth talking about what energy in the context of how we're talking about it is because a lot of my audience from the past or are, you know, runners or scientific based people like physios, (laughs) allied health (laughs) professionals and how we're taught about energy in science and in school is energy is ATP. So that's what our body produces so that we can go for a run and do a marathon, Mm -hmm. or we can actually have enough energy to uh, work a a 12 hour shift or something at the clinic. Mm -hmm. But that's not necessarily exactly what we're talking about today in terms of energy. We're not really talking specifically about ATP. We're going a little bit deeper than that. You know, we're going into the realm of quantum physics in a way and talking about how essentially we are made of energy and how our energy that we emit has certain frequencies which attract and create our mm-hmm. our life so do you want to start off with that Georgia and share how you see this energy that we're talking about mm, I love that so many people listening are probably such science <laughs> because it's so challenging to wrap your head around like even for me I'm not a full into the science realm or logical super logical but it was really challenging for me to yeah get Same. a hold yeah I I couldn't understand it's like I can't see this so does it exist like is it real what does it mean yeah and the beautiful thing with it as well like it also is science like look into quantum physics it all is science so if you want to get logical if you want to get sciencey about it it's there but the human eye cannot see the amount of energy that's around us like everything physical in front of us right now is all made up of atoms and 99.999 9% of those atoms is energy. 
So literally 0.0001% is physical. So we're seeing like the tiniest freaking slither of what's actually in front of us. Everything else is energy, even us as human beings. Like if you look at our cells at a microscopical level, like we're vibrating. There's actual energy there and you cannot see that just looking at your skin. But if you zoom all the way in, you can see that to some degree. So whatever frequency we are vibrating at is the energy we're admitting. And that's the energy we attract in. And if anyone listening to this, like wants to look at something visual, like even just go and Google the emotional vibration scale, it shows you, it shows you the frequencies. So the lowest frequency is like guilt, shame, anger, pain. And then the highest is like enlightenment, peace, joy. So it's like, if we're holding, this is why I do such deep work. If we're holding on to so much pain and guilt and shame and all of these wounds, all of this darkness and heaviness, our bodies are just going to be emitting this heavy, dull, low energy. And that's what's going to create in our reality. So our internal world, which I'm sure you teach so much in the journey of potential and everything like that, like our internal world is our external world. So if you're just holding on to that inside, that's what's going to show up. It's going to be mirrored back to you. So it's not until we like clear that shit out, clear the guilt, clear all that heavy energy and everything truly is energy. Like if you think of emotions, they're energy in motion. If you feel sad, if you feel pain, if you feel anger and you suppress it and you don't feel it, that gets stored in your body. That is what affects your frequency. That's what affects your vibration. So it's like if you don't actually feel things, if you don't allow them to come out and release, you're never going to actually be in that high frequency. Mm, Absolutely. Mm. And this is something that I have shared in previous episodes before, but just for anyone who may not have listened to those episodes yet, are you able to, Georgia, give a few specific examples that illustrate how this works, like how our internal world or our internal energy in which we are showing up day to day with will create a reality that mirrors that back to us? Mm, yeah so everything we see is how we perceive it like the way I see something is completely different to what Trang sees because our internal world is going to perceive what's in front of us so if we think for example like all men are pigs all we're going to see is the men that are pigs all we're going to attract is the men that are pigs if we think everyone's negative that's all we're going to see So you can see by holding on to all that negativity, all of that shame, all of that guilt, that's all you'll have evidence of because our brain is very fucking smart. It only gives us the evidence of what we believe. Mm -hmm. And unconsciously, we go and seek that out. So it's not until you actually rid of those beliefs, those limiting beliefs, and once you start believing all men are beautiful, all men are so kind, all men are loving, That's all you will see. Like you will not even attract in men that are pigs. So it's like if something is coming up to you, say you attract in a relationship where a man fucks you over or cheats on you or a woman does, whatever, how are you bringing that into your life? And I know that can be so confronting and it's so uncomfortable, but it's like we have to take responsibility because everything in our life is a manifestation of us. Yeah. And the crazy thing about that, is people aren't aware of that a lot of the time, but it 
it always becomes more it always becomes more over time it's a vicious cycle because if someone's saying that all men are pig or everyone people are bad right that's Mm. always an argument or are people inherently good or bad well whatever you start to see you'll you'll start to see more of that you'll start to believe that even more and then it just gets bigger and bigger until that's yeah all you see in this entire world Mm. And you just completely miss all the other evidence that would disprove your belief. Yeah. And I remember a while ago, like I went through the same thing, but I remember you struggling to like (laughs) get a grasp of all of that because your science brain was like, but how does that work? And I remember Tom was like trying, don't think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was so funny before I hopped onto this call with you. I was like, we have so many stories about each other that we could just throw each other (laughs) under the bus for. (laughs) Oh, I can think of some good ones. Maybe they'll come up later on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now that we've spoken about energy and I think it's really important to start with that, to set the foundation of the next question I want to ask you which Mm. is masculine and feminine energy now this took me a long time to get my head around I couldn't really understand it but I reckon you'll do a beautiful job at explaining this but in short masculine and feminine energy has nothing to do with gender it's it's not what it sounds like so what is masculine and feminine energy Georgia and what are the traits of both Mm, yeah yeah it's really important to know that that it's not just gender because we hold both feminine and masculine within us so as a female I still hold feminine and I still hold masculine and we need males need the balance females need the balance we all need both because without both we just we go off into the clouds we completely ungrounded completely wounded so in order to have that balance we need to heal both but The feminine is quite chaotic on her own. She's very emotional, very flowy, very open, very vulnerable, very, very powerful as well, very fiery. There's so many aspects to her, but the masculine is what grounds her, is what gives her that structure. The masculine is very leading, very decisive, very grounded, also very open and vulnerable it truly is like the structure to everything without having that discipline, that leading, that decisiveness, the feminine's just going to completely just flow off into the clouds. And I've been there. I've had a wounded masculine. So I've just gone so hard into my feminine and just like been somewhere else for months. I didn't do anything in my business, didn't train, didn't eat properly because I had no structure. I had no discipline of the masculine to ground me. And vice versa, like if men are fully in their masculine and they're rejecting their feminine, they believe they have to be like this strong, controlling man. And it's always like, go, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. And that's where you work yourself into the ground, which women can adopt as well. So when these energies are wounded, normally a female has a feminine core. So if she has a wounded masculine, if she doesn't have a healthy relationship with the masculine, so that can be a healthy relationship with men, with discipline, with just doing, with structure. Taking action. She is, yeah, she is not going to feel safe to be in her feminine. So she's going to put this like wounded masculine shield up 
And that means she's not going to be open. She's not going to be vulnerable. She's not going to feel safe to be herself and like literally be with yourself, go inwards. So it's always going to be hustling, always doing, probably never actually doing anything productive, like procrastinating and just always keeping yourself busy, whether that's like cleaning, catching up with people, whatever, not feeling safe to be. And then with men who have a masculine core, if they don't feel safe around the feminine, they don't feel safe to be open and vulnerable, exact same thing, that shield of the wounded masculine. Mm, yeah, I think that was a great way to to visualise that. So in a way, you can, in terms of how to see that, you could look at the feminine as the flowy aspect uh, like water mm-hmm. and then the masculine is the structure that contains the water. So a container that would Mm -hmm. hold that water, but you'd need to have both. You can't have water without the container. Mm -hmm. And if you've got a container without the water inside of it, then it's empty. So Mm -hmm. that's where both come in. And no matter if someone's male or female or anything in any, Mm -hmm. anything in between, you've got to have the balance between those both, both of those energies. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful thing I was watching on the weekend was like the ocean. There was this big cliff and there was these massive waves, like massive, and they would just crash on the cliff and they would stop. And it's like the feminine is the ocean. Like she can be very chaotic. She can be very flowy, very wavy. She can be calm or then she can be very high in waves. Hmm. And if the masculine structure is not there, like if that cliff wasn't there to like stop her and ground her back, she would just like, keep going it would just be like a whirlwind right Mm. so like yeah exact same thing like a river you need the structure in order for that river to actually flow otherwise it's just it's a mess yeah yeah another way that I that helped me understand this as well was thinking of yin and yang Mm -hmm. two parts of the same circle but both are required to make the circle whole Mm -hmm. yeah yeah they complete each other yeah, and they, they, they're contrasting, which I know we will talk about in a bit. They're contrasting, but like you say, they fit each other perfectly and mm-hmm. they're, both, they're both two parts of the same, same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and, yeah, like I don't know if you want to go into it now, but that's what like polarity is. It's like even in relationships, if you're not in your core energy, like if you don't, say a woman doesn't feel safe in her feminine energy and she's got that mask of the masculine up. So she's actually in her wounded masculine. She's going to attract a man who's out of his power, who's not in his divine masculine, who doesn't lead, who doesn't decide, take control in a healthy way, like be that safe space for her. So you're probably always going to attract in a man who is out of his power, who's very feminine. And then the female comes in into control and always has to control everything and it puts each other it just pushes everyone further and further out their energy because we need polarity like we need that opposite energies so if you're out of your energy you're going to push someone else out it's like once we are complete once we're in our divine energy that's when we can come together and have a beautiful relationship beautiful friendships whatever that may be yeah and that's the that's the ongoing invisible energy that we keep mm-hmm. talking about that can create problems in our life or can create a thriving life for us. 
which is yeah. why, yeah, which is why what you do, Georgia, isn't just, oh, yeah, here are five tips to make your relationship better. It's like, well, cool, you can give them the Band-Aid, but if the crack is, like, more like a huge hole, that Band-Aid's not going to do much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like think of a magnet. Like when it works perfectly, it just clings together and it's just easy and it's it's magnetizing. Like think of a relationship. It gets to be like magnetizing. It gets to be powerful it gets to be intimate but when you're out of those energies it's like when those magnets repel each other it's like you're trying to come together but there's just like this big force pushing you away there's no magnetism there's no there's no intimacy there's no deep love deep connection Mm, yeah yeah beautiful okay so we we've spoken about what feminine and masculine energy is and how they they complement each other so well Interestingly, as we say that, though, if we observe how the world is currently looking and how society is currently programmed and and working, there is definitely bias towards one type of energy more than the other. And this is so relevant because I know that both of us have been definitely very dominant in one Uh, certain energy more than the other and part of both of our journeys and that's what I was saying before we've both evolved so much and have been on this journey and really embodied it Mm. is actually balancing out the energy so Georgia are you able to explain what if we zoom out you know looking at society what is the unspoken favored energy and why, if yeah, and go into it even deeper, why if we give into that and continue to just embody that one energy more than the other, that can become problematic. Mm, yeah, masculine, like 100%. So many people don't feel safe in themselves. Like so many people have so many wounds that they haven't dealt with, which is what we talked about at the start of this podcast. Like if you don't see those parts of you, you'll never actually be able to heal them. So, so many people just don't want to look at themselves or be in their body. They don't feel safe in their body. So they put this shield up and that's the shield of the masculine. Our society is just like, go, 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 do, do, do. And it's like, we've been so conditioned to believe the more we do, the more we work, the more successful we are. Like I used to think that a hundred percent. I know you do as well. <laughs> like the more you work is how you make money is how you become successful is how you run a successful business and get more recognition. You get more validation. Yeah. And that's what we really fall into as a society. And just so many women are very wounded. Like they just don't feel safe in their feminine. So they're always putting on the shield and they never fully receive. And this is where I just find so many relationships just go to shit because the woman can't actually receive on a deep level because the feminine's receiving, the masculine's giving. And a really good way to just like remember that is if you think of sex, like female, male, the male's literally giving, the female's literally receiving. So if the female cannot receive compliments, if she cannot receive, I don't know, a free meal, free coffee, like receive money, she's not going to be able to ever receive deep love, deep connection, sex life is going to go to shit like every single aspect gets affected feminine and masculine shows up in so much so by putting on this like strong front 
we're doing so much more damage than good. And I find from like a female male perspective as well, so there's such a bad rap around males, like such a bad rap around males. I feel like as a society, sure, really shit things happen. And like, I'm not even going to get into like sexual assault or anything like that's not on. And that happens on both ends as well. But we've been made to believe that like men are pigs. We can't be open to men. We can't be vulnerable to men. That women have to put up this shield. And it's like such an attack on men that it's pushing them out of their power. So men don't actually feel safe to like step up and lead and be that masculine. So the women can't drop into their feminine and fully receive. So it's like everyone's clashing Mm. and yeah, that's something I've just realized so much. It's never about one side. Like women need to step up and men need to step up. Women need to allow men to lead. I feel like there's been this big, strong, independent woman title that women have to don't need a man. Like you hear it all the time. I'm a strong, independent woman who doesn't need a man. That in itself is just so damaging. It's like, well, why can't you let a man in? Why can't you receive help? It's like women who try to, I used to do this all the time. I wouldn't ask for help. I would just try and like figure out everything on my own. But fuck, I love asking for help. Like even at the supermarkets, I'll just ask where something is. Why would I waste my time trying to find where everything is to be independent? Like it's actually such a wounded state once you zoom out on it. Yeah, yeah. There's so many bits in there that you just talked about that I'd like to flesh it out more on. Mm -hmm. Um, The first thing is, looking at society as a whole and how men need to step up into their masculine so that women can also step up into their feminine and vice versa. In order for men to step up into their masculine, women need to step up into their feminine. And Mm -hmm. that is the whole polarity that you were talking about before. And if someone's still unsure how that works, a really good way to think of it is what makes a light shine brighter. There needs to be darkness Mm -hmm. to actually make that light shine even brighter than Mm -hmm. if it was already light all around that light. Mm -hmm. And that's how that contrast is so needed. And one needs to show up first for the other to show up. Mm. Yeah, like we wouldn't know light without dark. We wouldn't know hot without cold. Everything in life has polarity, duality, like everything. (laughs) So, of course, Mm. humans are going to need that. Relationships are going to need that. And Something as like, I feel like as our own genders, we need to take complete responsibility because there's so much pushing it onto the other gender. Like, for example, in my past relationships, I would just emasculate. Can I swear on here? I've been swearing. Yeah, you've already done it a few times unconsciously. (laughs) No, so I just realized. Um, Yeah, so in my relationships, I would just emasculate my partners all the time because I was so far in my masculine energy. I didn't feel safe in my feminine. So I was pushing them out of their masculine. So an example of that is when say your partner like tries to lead and says, Oh, I'm going to take you out to dinner. I would always be like, Oh, I can't be bothered or no, I don't want to eat there. Or if they try to hold your hand in public, just like turning that away, any small thing, even just them deciding on dinner. And you're like, no, I don't feel like that. I don't want that it's actually emasculating them because they're trying to step up and lead and be decisive and take control. And we're pushing that out of the way. So by taking deep responsibility on our own end, 
is how we allow the masculine to step up or the feminine to step up by pushing it onto, like, say, as a female, if you're a female listening to this, by pushing it onto the male, men, onto males and being like, they need to step up, they need to do this. Well, what do you need to do in order for them to step up? Like, if you were in your full divine feminine, you had that healthy balance of both, you would be surrendering, you would be stepping back, you would be trusting, you would be able to flow, and it would put the male so far in his power He would be able to lead. He would be able to take control in a healthy way. You'd be able to receive it. The relationship would be so magnetic, so powerful, so connected. So it's always looking at us. What can we do? Like as long as we're putting it onto other people, as long as we're like men need to do this, men need to do that, or as a male, women need to do this, women need to do that. Until we take full fucking responsibility, that's when things will change. Mm. So well said. As you were saying that, I was just nodding vigorously like every <laughs> second. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's a huge thing. And I think that was a, one of the biggest things for me in my relationship as well last year is just realizing that everything is a me problem mm-hmm. and it's never actually because of the other person. So in my case, James, um, mm-hmm. it's always because what am I doing or what am I not doing that is not allowing him to show up in X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like what creates the change. And that's just such a powerful question in itself, like communication, even asking your partner or asking whoever it is, like, what do you need me to do in order for you to want to do X, Y, and Z in order for you to want me, want to take me out to dinner or whatever you're seeking from that partner, always put it on you. Never be like, you never do this. You never do that again, like projecting, putting him out of his power. Yeah. Yeah, and there'll just be a clash. And and we're talking about this in the context of relationships specifically, mm. which is huge already on its own because a lot of the time if someone has a big fight with their partner at home, then they're going to go to work and then that's going to affect their work, is going to affect their mood. So, of mm. course, it's important, absolutely, especially when it's your intimate partner and you're, it's, they're a big part of your, your life and who you are, um, such a big part of your ability to thrive is for your relationship to thrive. But also, you know, this whole conversation is relevant to anything and everything, isn't it? Whether it's work or even training, actually having the polarity of both masculine and feminine energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It shows up massively in training and food and business because the masculine is the discipline, is the structure and the feminine is the flow. So if you can't have a healthy relationship with the masculine, You'll either be over-disciplined, like over-training, over-runners, take note. Yeah. Yeah. It's like using that as an output for even your wounds. It's like projecting that onto the masculine, projecting that onto having to over-train. But it's like if you had a healthy relationship with the masculine, you would be able to have that beautiful structure and the feminine would come into it to intuitively know this is healthy, this is the amount my body needs, being able to tune in with your body. Runners, like if you're sore, like literally if you should not be running, it's like the feminine will be like, no, I need to listen to my body. But then the masculine will also step in if it's like, I need that discipline, I actually do need to run today. So that's why it's so important to have the both. Otherwise, if you're just too far in your feminine, you'll probably never train because you don't feel like it and you'll just honour that. 
But if you're too far in your masculine, yeah, you might overtrain or you just might not at all. Yeah, yeah. And then as you were saying, that that goes for eating as well, work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Eating, I found when I had an unhealthy relationship with the masculine, I had no discipline. So I would just eat. I would overeat. I would just eat food that did not serve me. And I would just like play it off as toxic positivity, as self-love, being like, no, I want that, so I'm going to honour it. But it's like, no, that actually doesn't serve my highest good. So until I built that healthy relationship with the masculine, now I can actually be like, hey, I actually don't need to eat that. My body needs this. I'm going to have the structure of making sure I get these veggies in. Whatever else I have in between that, I can flow with. I can listen to my body, tune into my intuition. Same with business. Like same with work. If you don't have that structure, you're not going to be able to flow throughout your day. It's like if you go to work and you don't book in your meetings, you don't book in your clients, like whatever it may be, your day is just going to be like a whirlwind. You're just going to be literally off with the fairies, off in the clouds. It's like you actually need that grounding. You actually need that structure. Even this podcast, like you asking me questions, that's the structure, that's the masculine, and I'm able to just flow through it. If I didn't have the feminine, if I didn't have the flow with my talking, like this whole podcast would be not magnetic. It would just be very structured and very boring. Robotic. Yeah. 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 And that's, and that, as you were saying that, I was laughing, I was laughing to myself because I know that we've both been in a place before where with work in particular, we're just hustling, right? Like Mm -hmm. around the clock, around the week, around the month, just hustling, believing that that was, that was a good thing. Like Mm -hmm. believing that, that, oh, that, that means that we are working hard. That's respectable. Mm -hmm. But also both of our businesses thrived so much more when we agreed to take the weekend off and plant a carrot or something (laughs) yeah Yeah, Trang wouldn't even plant a fucking carrot (laughs) like our mentor was like go like plant some veggies like just stop working she's like no but I'm so in my zone I just want to keep going I want to keep working on Saturday and Sunday yeah he's like just go just go plant something and she's like no I don't have time I want to keep working (laughs) she had so much resistance and then she planted these carrots and grew these carrots and she just like blossomed with it and everything else blossomed with it as well so it really does go to show but like for me with that hustling in my business it was trying to heal my wounds through the structure like I would always try to heal my wounds through training through food and through business because when we don't actually become consciously aware of those darker parts of us we're always unconsciously trying to fill the void trying to heal them through other things. So that's why you find like emotional eating, binge eating, overtraining, working, hustling. Because it's like if you hustle, you get that gratification, you get to feel love, you get to feel seen, whatever your wounds are. For me, that was a big one. Relationships, sabotage them because I just wanted attention. I would like sabotage fights, would literally like just make arguments. So then I got love, I got attention, but in the most unresourceful way. Mm, which is confronting for people to face because and a lot of people do that and I've, I've caught myself doing that in the past as well right like it's so confronting because it means that you need to take accountability and responsibility for your own actions once again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it all comes down to deep responsibility which is actually the most uncomfortable thing in the world because it's like fuck everything I've created is because of me 
it's so much easier to put blame onto external things onto other people because then we don't have to face the shit ourselves but so so important to do so yeah definitely and I think and I've noticed that in you and it might not be like planting a carrot but even you know in the (laughs) last 12 months um seeing what your days look like right like you're spending so much more time being at the beach like uh getting your kayak and just sitting out there in the middle of the big blue Mm. and having so much more time to to how much more time and space to be to flow to listen to your intuition your heart Mm. and I can absolutely vouch that your business and you have just thrived as a result of that so it's, it's like that classic saying, you know, work smarter, not harder. It's like it's it's be more and you'll probably get more results that way and you, you will. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And being and putting time into yourself is what allows you to embody and give you like the divine guidance you need, especially within business or anything else. If you're on autopilot, you're just living life out of your ego, which is your survival brain which is like your fear-based brain. So your ego is like all those intrusive thoughts or thinking we're not good enough, not being able to do things that we know are scary, not being able to do things that we know will make us grow. So then we just live life out of that because we're on autopilot. We never have time to actually stop and ground ourselves and tune into our intuition. But if we do that, we get so much knowledge and it's like so many people are seeking and trying to find the answer to things, trying to find how to become this person, but it's already within us. Like all a coach does is like ask perfect questions, is trigger parts of you to get those parts of you that you want to come out to become that person. So it's like if you can just stop and go inwards, you will get so many answers. You will be able to become the person you want to be. But as long as you're avoiding that, as long as you're living life out of your ego, you won't be able to drop into that. Mm, Yeah. That leads into the next section that I wanted to expand on that you mentioned earlier, Georgia, which is how there's a, a general movement or not even movement. There's a general idea that women need to be strong, independent women who don't need no man, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you mentioned this a little bit before about how that means that the women aren't able to receive. But I know that you actually witnessed this a while ago and you shared this, how you were at a cafe and you overheard something going on and like were able to observe what that meant. So are you able to share what actually happens and what that means? Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Was that like the free coffee? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see it. I hear it a lot. Like everywhere you go, you just go into a cafe and like a friend will try to buy a coffee for someone or whatever it is. And the woman will just be like, no, 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 that's fine. I'll get it. And like, you know how you always have fights over like, who's going to pay. I used to do that all the time. And it's like, if someone's paying for you, like, especially a man, like masculine, but even if your friend, like a woman, whoever is Offering to pay for your coffee, receive it, allow it. Because being like, no, 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 I'll get it. That's actually pushing them out of their power and putting them down and emasculating them as well. And it's like, if you cannot receive a three, four, five dollar coffee, like, holy fuck, how do you expect to receive 
a pay rise, more clients, like the income you want. How do you expect to receive love? Like how Mm. we do one thing is how we do all. And by putting that guard up, by having to be like, no, I can pay for myself. Like I have enough money. I've got this. I'll pay for you. You're never going to receive all of the things you want, all of your desires, all of your goals. Mm. And then that creates this bigger problem of how there are people out there who are absolutely, they, they could very much be thriving in their lives. Um, they've got the things that they need and they have people who love them around them, but they've got that wall up and they can't actually recognize and feel and absorb that, which creates this whole, like creates a whole um, wave of people who have it, but they still don't feel like they do. And then they're, they're still suffering in their own lives. Yeah. And that's why I find so many, like guarantee everyone listening to this has felt this in some way. Like you have people around you, but yet you feel so lonely. You just feel like you're completely alone. You feel like no one actually cares. No one actually loves you. Even in like relationships, I used to be like, oh, well, he doesn't actually love me. I could say I love you and I would just be like, you don't actually love me. You're just saying that. Mm. Or like compliment me, like you look beautiful. Oh, you just have to say that. It's like that's why people feel so lonely because they can't receive the love and connection that is right in front of them. Yeah. So then they they are in a beautiful relationship, but then they're still feeling insecure. They still feel like, oh, uh, I should check his phone, you know, is he messaging someone else? And then that self-sabotages like causes the relationship to become distant and mm-hmm. to eventually break down yeah and like again we always want evidence of that if we believe that someone doesn't love us that's because we don't love ourselves so we're projecting that on right we're not receiving the love because we don't think we're worthy of receiving the love but we're always going to give ourselves evidence we're going to create evidence that people don't love us so we're going to create these scenarios in our head whether it is like yeah my partner's cheating or that people don't love you that people don't reach out to you like you're going to unconsciously create that whole reality so it's like until you step into your divine energy until you love yourself you step into that full embodied feminine who loves herself love her loves her body is so sure and certain within herself you won't be able to see that in other people you won't be able to see the love people have for you you won't be able to see the love the world has to offer nature like how beautiful that is you're just missing out on so much beauty which is how I literally lived my life up until like six months ago even mm. well that's how unfortunately that's how a lot of people live their entire lives I actually watched a YouTube video recently of this 90 year old philosopher and he he is a philosopher of the meaning of life like that's what he's actually studied his whole life right but not until the last few weeks on this planet did he actually start to really appreciate those and really receive those little things he was talking about how he was sitting in his garden looking at the trees and he's felt for the first time in his entire life he's actually seeing and feeling the essence of these trees Um, And he just wished that he'd been able to see that earlier, not just the last few weeks of his life. Mm, Wow. Why did he um, pass away? Like, was it like part of me thinks he 
saw the meaning of life and he experienced it and then he was like yep you're done like this is what you're here to see Mm. that's a good question I'm not 100% sure he Mm. was uh yeah I don't know for sure um he was in his 90s so he he'd lived a long life but yeah Mm. not sure yeah and it's so important like even when we look at nature and we're like, oh, yeah, the beach is so beautiful. Oh, those trees are so beautiful. But, like, how often do you actually stop to receive the love that nature has to give, receive the beauty nature has to give? Like, yeah, like you said, like fully looking at that tree, fully seeing the essence of it. A lot of people mm. don't even stop to fully embody that. Mm. Yeah. So to finish up this little segment, something that also came to mind when you were speaking is a saying that Brene Brown has said um, that I think will really stick with people. And it's, this is it. If you can't receive help without judgment, then you also can't give help without judgment. So you need to be able to receive in order to give, even if you're someone who's really big on giving all the time, yet you can't even receive help for yourself. What does that say about your deep-rooted belief about the person receiving help from you? Mm. So receive it. Yeah, yeah, so true. It's like sometimes I used to just overgive so I didn't have to receive. Like even giving presents, I would love giving, but Mm. like opening presents would be so awkward, so awkward. And I'd always be the one to like ask questions, allow other people to get vulnerable, but not be able to do that myself. And it's like, yeah, once you start receiving, once you start being able to do all of that, you're able to give, you're able to be open, be vulnerable. It's just, and it's a beautiful thing to like receive money, to receive manifestations, to receive a job, like it's so much deeper than just receiving love as well. Yeah, beautifully said. Mm-hmm. So along this journey, Georgia, like I said before, you have become aware of this and you have embodied this so deeply in such a short amount of time. You've really stepped into this and leaned into this. So I'd love to hear you know, your perspective of what has worked well for you, but also now sharing how others can do it as well. So the very first thing is always awareness, right? So how did you first become in tune and how did you first become aware of where you were currently sitting in your energies and and what was dominant and what wasn't resourceful for you? And how would you recommend others become in tune with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I just realized I wasn't in tune at all. Like I was just very in my head, which is a very big sign that you're very hard in your masculine always had to do was always keeping myself busy didn't feel comfortable being with myself like wasn't receiving and that yeah that was really the trigger for me and how I felt around men as well like how I actually felt around the masculine like it was very it was very icky and I had very gross beliefs around men I just didn't feel safe like the feminine has to feel safe around the masculine whether that's a male or your own masculine energy. So that was a big wake up call, but it always, always starts from our feminine and masculine models. So usually our parents, our guardians, whoever brought us up, whoever was your masculine figure is how you're going to view the masculine is how you're going to show up around the masculine, vice versa with the feminine. So it's like, I had deep wounds around my dad. Like he never 
did anything. There was never any traumatic event. I just never felt fully loved and fully seen by him. So I manifested that in my reality. All of my relationships, I would just want to be, just get attention from them. I wanted to be fully loved, fully seen. So I would do so many unresourceful things to get that. Like I talked, starting fights, I would think changing my body, restricting dieting. I thought that would make me more worthy and that would allow me to be seen. And I just kept attracting in these men that didn't ever fully see me and didn't ever fully hear me. And they just mirrored my dad. So it wasn't until I had the awareness of that. And I went back, like went back to childhood, went into inner child work and started really healing those wounds and became my own masculine figure, my own feminine figure and dropped all of the conditioning that I've been brought up with because fuck, we're so conditioned. (laughs) Like we're so conditioned by whoever brings us up, our parents, our guardians, society. And we hold on to all of that baggage. And something I've realized, like as we grow up, we're actually trying to become children more and more and more. Like when we're younger, we just want to grow up. But when we're growing up, we just want to be more connected to that child within us, that inner child and stripping back what we've actually been brought up to believe. So it's like really making your own rules and having evidence that for me, it was like having evidence that the masculine wasn't what I thought it was. Like seeing men in a different light, being able to truly, truly see them and love them, just like platonically believe that you don't have to connect with a man and there has to be sex, there has to be a hidden agenda that they're going to fuck you over or whatever that may be. Like it really started with healing my relationship with males, which then healed my relationship with discipline, with structure, with business, food, everything else. And the feminine as well, like healing sisterhood wounds, like connecting with women. Like I just always would compare and feel jealous and judgment towards women and that's the feminine, right? So I had a very skewed idea of what the feminine was and then I always found myself judging my body, hating on my body, comparing my body to other people and it wasn't until I healed it with other women, with the feminine, that I was able to fully love myself as well. Mm, yeah, such deep work. Like the the stuff that people would often see and can often see as, oh, yeah, like is that actually going to make a difference? Like it doesn't really feel productive because I'm not getting something done, mm-hmm. but it is going to just manifest in so much of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not having to like, do it's like dropping that masculine as well yeah even within business like you would feel this it's like okay well what can I do to up level in business what can I do to create more impact and it's like oh we're working on my relationship with men like I just need to focus on business but it's Mm. like no that's like the direct fucking correlation is like going back to the root Absolutely. So, so that's how you went embarked on your journey. You know, those were the the things for you that um, you needed to heal. So, for anyone who's listening to this, and let's let's start with anyone who's listening to this, and they are they're really suppressing the feminine, and they are just in their masculine all the time, right? Like they're workaholics. They just always do do do. They don't want to. <laughs> take work off for a weekend and do other things um how would you recommend to them to 
unsuppress and to release the feminine energy? Like how can they awaken that feminine energy in in like specific aspects of what they can focus on or what daily practices can they do as well? Like what's some tangible things and practical things that they can actually do to get in tune and awaken that? Yeah. I always say there's like a hundred things that you can do, but then it also makes it very masculine. It's like, if I gave you a list and I was like, go dance, go meditate, go journal, go get in touch with your body, self-pleasure, like whatever it is, it makes it very masculine and you're like, okay, well, I have to do this to get into my feminine. That's what I got caught up in the past. And I was like doing all these things. I was dancing. I was like getting in touch with myself. I was like, why do I still feel so masculine? The biggest thing you can do is just feel like literally just stop, like get off your phone, go be somewhere in nature, just go be in your room, no distractions, tune into your body, like actually just breathe into your body. Notice where there's tension. Is there any emotion coming up? Feel your emotions at the deepest level. Like if you feel sad, feel it. Do not suppress it because the feminine allows. And it's like once you can start moving through those emotions, you're going to be so much more in touch with yourself. And the feminine is intuitive, Right. So if you can't drop into your intuition, which to drop into your intuition, you need to tune in with your body. If you can't do that, you'll never know your truth. You'll never know your life purpose. You'll never know who you truly are. So it's like take off those expectations of having to do things and do things to be in your feminine and just allow, surrender, feel into your body. That's the best thing that you can do. Mm. I'm so glad you said that because you can't fix a problem with the same thinking that caused it in the first place. Like you can't get, you can't um, lean into your feminine and lean away from your masculine more by doing more masculine things and creating a huge list of things to do and just for the sake of doing it. Yeah. And it's like, just enjoy every moment. It's like even putting on moisturizer, we just put it on so quick. It's like feel your body, feel your skin, feel the pleasure in life. Like everything I do, like I'll get off this podcast and I'll dance. I'll just like tune into my body. I'll move my energy around and get back in touch with myself. Before coming on this podcast, I dance to get in touch with my energy. And it's like we don't have fun even sitting down to work. Like are you just working for the sake of working to get it done or are you being in the work? Are you allowing it to be creative? Are you allowing yourself to feel into it? It's like going in between those gaps. Sure, do, do the work, but enjoy it as well. Be in it. Mm, Yeah, that's perfect. Now for someone who wants to do the opposite, someone who's done the work and has become aware that they are overflowing in that they are, too much in their feminine it's not working out for them because they're not getting the things that they want to done and they want to lean more into the masculine energy what would you recommend for them to do Mm, start building on discipline like create a healthy relationship with discipline because that's creating a healthy relationship with the masculine as well so it's like if you're feeling very ungrounded create structure so let's just like think about training So within training, it's like put the structure there. So I don't know, 30 minutes in the morning, but allow your feminine to flow through that structure. 
So it's like, if you wake up and your intuition's like, oh, I really don't want to go to the gym. Cool. Honor that. But you've also got to honor your discipline. So do that 30 minutes of exercise, but instead go to the beach for a walk, go on the treadmill for a walk. It's like, then you still get that structure and that discipline, but you're allowing your intuition you're allowing your feminine to flow through it. It's like, even with meals, it's like, okay, I'll have three meals a day and I'll have two colored vegetables in it. Whatever I want in that meal, I'm going to allow my intuition to flow. So it's like, yeah, maybe it is something that's really nourishing or maybe it's like a schnitzel that you want. It's like, you can have that because you have the discipline, you have the structure that you're going to have those vegetables. So it's like creating those non-negotiables, even with meditating, instead of being like, I'm going to meditate every morning at this time. It's like, cool. I'm definitely meditating tomorrow. My feminine is going to choose what time that is. And it's like having the discipline to actually get it done still. Mm, Yeah. Or how long for as well. That's something that I've personally changed. Like instead of setting, okay, 20 minutes and I'm going to really force the last five minutes if I'm not feeling it, it can be shorter or longer depending on what you want. Yeah. It's like that trust within yourself, but also having the discipline there. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. So those are a few different things for people to be able to focus on. Now, the last question I have for you, Georgia, is we've spoken about how it's yin and yang and you need to have both energy uh, in, in you to thrive, whether it's your relationships, your work, your training, your eating, you, you need both. So how can someone ensure that they are balancing both? Like what, what do they need to look out for to make sure that they're not swinging too far in one direction again so that they can come back mm-hmm. and be in the balance of the two contrasting energies? Mm, yeah, I think like the structure thing that we just talked about is such a beautiful way to do that. It's like maybe even for your week, like on the Sunday, just having that masculine structure of structuring everything And then the feminine feels safe to like start the week in a flow and be able to flow through that. But it's like, sometimes you are going to be in your masculine and sometimes you are going to be in your feminine and it's just going to swing. And it's also allowing that, like, sometimes you're going to have to knuckle down with work and be in your masculine. And then it's like knowing when to switch that off as well. So how I am within work and how I am within with clients to a certain extent is very different to who I am around, say, especially a man. Like if I go from work and then I'm just like with a man, I'm two completely different people because I still need a masculine structure with work. Like if I'm doing backend stuff, that's very masculine for me. And it's like, I switch that off. So I'll I don't know, go meditate. I'll go dance. And then I'll allow myself to be like really soft really vulnerable, very just like, yeah, very hold, not hold back, but just drop into my essence. Mm. So it's like, that's completely okay. It's completely okay to swing, but it's like when you know you've been masculine at work and say it's time to go home to your family, it's time to go home to your partner, it's time to catch up with friends, allow yourself to drop into that feminine. Allow yourself to do something for you to tap into that. Mm. Love that. 
And I think that's the key. You've got to have the contrast of both. You've got to sometimes be in the full-blown masculine, sometimes in the full-blown feminine, but then you'll swing from one to the other versus balance is not actually watering down either of them and then just like being in the middle all the time. That's not what we're talking about, but actually swinging between one to the next. Yeah, because like, again, contrast, polarity, like if you're in your masculine then you're going to go into your feminine and vice versa yeah yeah beautiful well georgia we've been speaking for just over an hour now that time has flown (laughs) it was like 10 minutes yeah yeah i feel like we've got so much more that we could talk about as well because even when we were discussing what we wanted to share on this podcast there were so many other things so much more value that you can absolutely provide so we can probably chat about Um, continuing on this conversation at some point as well but for now Georgia for anyone who wants to reach out to you ask you any questions find out more about what you're offering how you work with people where can they find that find you you can find me on Instagram at Georgia Simitech so I'm sure Trang will put that somewhere I have my own podcast the Evolvement Project podcast I'm We'll have released once this podcast is out a new course completely on healing your feminine and masculine. So that's exciting and perfect as well. But yeah, everything's over there. I share a lot. Amazing. Are we allowed to know more about this new course yet or do we have to wait? Yeah, yeah, you can. So it's, it's really embodying the feminine and masculine. But it's like, yeah, sure, it's learning it and understanding it on a deep level, but it's like doing the work. It's doing the embodiment work. It's doing the releasing. It's seeing those dark parts of you that you don't want to see, but feeling safe to do so. Allowing those emotions, allowing all of that heavy energy, like we talked about at the start, to actually leave your body. Because as long as there's like shame and guilt and wounds around these certain energies, we're not going to be able to step into them. So it's like doing the deep work to release all of that so we can step into our divine energy, so we can step into our full power. So it's going to be very different. It's going to be very full on. It's going to be deeper than I've ever gone before in a course. So I'm so freaking excited about it. Wonderful. Well, yeah, if you if by the time this podcast episode comes out and you've actually launched that, then I'll put the link to that in the podcast show notes as well. Beautiful. Thank you, Trang. Thank you, Georgia. It's been a beautiful chat and no doubt so much value for the listeners. So thank you for your time and coming on the show. Thanks for having me. And there it is, the end of my conversation with Georgia Simicek on masculine and feminine energy. I hope that you got a lot out of that conversation that that was eye-opening that that really opened up a new dimension of how to look at things and how to show up in your life if you have any questions at all then please feel free to send either georgia or myself an email i'll put all of our contact details in the show description let us know what you thought let us know if you have any questions so that you can implement what we spoke about with conviction, with confidence and create change in your life. Until the next episode, I'll catch you then guys.